Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Sergeant K's Corner. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I hope you're having a great week. <clears throat> it's been an interesting week and a half for me. And what I want to talk about today is lies. Lies are destructive. Lies are extremely destructive. And now, I'm not talking about your, your spouse walking out and saying, you know, how does this dress look on me? How does this shirt look on me? How does, what do you think of these shoes? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I'm talking about lies. Like cheating on your spouse. That's a lie. That's deception. Uh, you lied at the altar when you said that you would uh, stay loyal to them, and you're lying to them on a daily basis when you're with the other person. Those kind of lies are what I'm talking about. They're destructive. And many times they reach further than what any of us understands. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean that there is more to a lie than what we think there is, um, it, it, regardless of the type of lie. There's more involved, and it reaches further than we understand. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to go to the, to the scripture, and then I'm going to elaborate after the scripture. So I'm going to Genesis 3 in my big, big, big study Bible today. I, I have several Bibles, but this is the one that I use when I'm in my office. And uh, I'm reading Genesis 3, starting at 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of every tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, in other words, in the middle of the Garden of Eden. You know, we like to talk about, make, you know, it was an apple tree, and, and, and they took a bite of the apple, and yada, yada. We don't know what kind of fruit it was. It just says fruit. God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Okay? Unless you die, or you will die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Boom! There's the lie. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the women saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit, and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. So you can see how far-reaching a lie is. Okay, Satan, who was occupying the serpent at the time, lies to Eve, okay, and he gets a two-for-one. He gets Eve and Adam, not just Eve, he gets Eve and Adam with, with that. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made them coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife 
hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Okay, so, all right, a lie. They knew they were wrong. They knew they were wrong. They knew what they did. They, they, they disobeyed, and they knew they were wrong. And, and, and so they hid from God. Why? They hid from him because they didn't want to be found out. And they knew they were wrong. All of a sudden, their eyes were open to what bad and good was, to, to what good and evil was, and, and they knew that they screwed up. So let's see how far reaching that lie was. Okay? The serpent lies to Eve. He gets Eve. Eve gives it to Adam. He eats it. Of course, and then we know he later blames it on Eve. Um, he eats it. So now the serpent gets not only Eve, but she gets Adam. And now their eyes are open, and they realize that they're naked, and they understand good and evil. And so what happens there? <coughs> their relationship with God is affected. Boom, boom, boom. It reaches further when you lie than you could imagine. Okay? It reaches further when you lie than you can imagine. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because, frankly, I am sick and tired of being lied to. And I'll tell you what brought this about. I went, I went through a few days here of some serious depression... Um, we had been promised a donation for our ministry. Now, anybody who, who knows, knows what we do, but just in case you don't, my wife and I and our, uh, board have spent 17 years working in Uganda. And now we have locations in Uganda. We have one location in Kenya and, um, We've done stuff helped out in, in Honduras. We've helped out in India. We've helped out in the United States. We've done all kinds of stuff. And we were promised that we were going to go and fly in to Alaska and that there would be a dinner thrown and it would be a fundraising dinner and that we would receive a check uh, for a large sum, $20,000. That, that to us is a large sum. That's, that's about 40% of what we get per year to survive on. Um, that money is sorely needed. Uh, currently food and, and schooling and many different things going on around the world. You think it's bad here with the grocery prices? Let me tell you, um, Uganda, Kenya, grocery prices have tripled. Um, people are going hungry. They're having issues with people starving to death. So I'm not going to mention the name of the person, but it turned out to be a big, fat lie. It was a hoax. And it wasn't the first time that this person has done that to an organization. So now our missions trip is in jeopardy. We don't have the money that we need. I'm sure we'll get it. The, our Lord is our supply, not man. But, you know, we thought, okay, this door opened up. Only God would have opened up this door. And this makes the fourth time, four times, that we have been lied to. Three of them by Christians. 
and one by a non-Christian. Okay, well, I could expect it from somebody that's not saved, but three times by Christians over the years, within the last 10 years, three times? Two of them are pastors who promised us substantial donations and never came through. Um, and it gets old. Because everything that we do is life and death. Just like in the Garden of Eden, everything that went on with eating that fruit and that lie and that deception was life and death. You see, we don't think about that. But what went on in the Garden of Eden is the reason why we get old. It's the reason why we get droopy. We get all wrinkly. We get sick. We die. When God created things... Everything was perfect. There was no sickness. There was no death. There was none of that. But it's not only a physical death that we now have to deal with because of that, but it was a spiritual death. And Adam and Eve experienced that spiritual death right away. That's why they hid from God. When somebody lies, it reaches further than they imagine. It reaches further than any of us imagine. How many years did the animals have to be sacrificed? And stop and think about this. A lie is the hardest sin against somebody to get past. It's the reason why after a spouse cheats, most marriages don't make it. Because that's very hard to, get, to, to forgive. You have lied. You have now destroyed that covenant, just like Adam and Eve destroyed their covenant with God. They gave everything away, and God eventually had to send his son to die for our sin to get past what the lie brought to fruition. And we're just supposed to get past this with having had three Christians promise us these donations, these large donations. And these people knew, these people know that what we do is life and death for kids in Uganda, kids in Kenya. Um, you know, it, it, here in the States, I mean, my gosh, we've paid for chemotherapy for a child. Because the parents couldn't. Everything that our ministry does affects somebody more far-reaching than what we understand. Just like any time you lie, it reaches further than most people understand. So now that lie is going to affect the missions trip, which affects life and death, which affects the schooling, which affects the housing, which affects everything. And oh, by the way, many of our kids are victims of human trafficking. And uh, it just points out how much far further the lies reach. I believe that the Lord's going to open up some doors. I believe that we're going to see the, the funds come in some way, somewhere, somehow, because he is our supply not people. We thought that the, the, the giving, because it was coming from, you know, supposed to be coming from brothers in Christ, was of the Lord. 
and it may have been, and it might just be that these these brothers in Christ that, that lied to us, they did whatever, or they changed their mind. You know what? That's between them and God. And we have to forgive it, because we have to move past it. And just keep stepping forward for what the Lord has given us to do. And it should be... It should be something that motivates us to be more transparent in what we do and to be more truthful in what we do. I, although I don't know how we could be more truthful because we're very, very open. Um, but I want you to think about that. When you lie and you deceive, it causes death in some way, shape, or form. It causes death. God said it. He told Adam and Eve. The day you eat of that fruit, you shall, you shall surely die. And the minute they ate that fruit, they had a spiritual death. The physical death didn't come till later, but the physical death did come. And Jesus had to come to redeem us. He had to shed his blood, which is why he was referred to as the, the sacrificial lamb of God. He had to shed his blood. All because of a lie. We are now well short of any goals that we have for the year because of a lie. We should have been slightly ahead after that, but now we're behind because of a lie. Folks, it's better that you don't say a word than to lie. And you know, we all do it. Everybody lies. Even in church. People lie in church. Hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. But they're not. Inside, they've got problems and, and stuff like that. And they got that Sunday church face on. Sunday church face is a lie. Unless you are really doing absolutely marvelously wonderful. Then it's not. But if you are having trouble, you know what? You don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to give it power. But you could say, you know what? I got this going on. And give somebody an opportunity to pray with you to help you get past whatever the problem is. I get it. Sometimes you don't want everybody to know your business. But you know, you, you, can, you can find somebody that you trust and say, can you pray with me? But don't, don't put on the church face. Don't put on the Sunday morning kabuki kind of artificial phony face. And don't tell people you love them if you don't. You could say, you're my friend. You could say, I like you. But we use the word love just way too easy, way too much. And many times, that's a lie too. So I'm going to urge you, watch your tongue. James talks about the tongue. And don't tell somebody a lie. Don't promise somebody something that you can't come through with. And you know what? If you make a promise to somebody and something happens to where you can't follow through with it, give them a call and tell them, look, I, I really thought I could do this, but I was wrong. I can't. I'm sorry. But I didn't want you to have your hopes up. Let's all try to be a little bit better. Let's all try to be a little bit more honest about things. And, you know, if you promise somebody something, please follow through. Please follow through. 
I'm telling you, lies are completely destructive. So until next time, this is Sergeant K signing out. You have a blessed day, and hopefully we will see you in the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.